0: look like I'm live. It looks like I am live. Okay. I see bars. I see bars. If y'all only knew the shit I had to do to set my entire setup up, but I think I set my setup in a way. That is better than ever. I got the iPad as the extendo. This is fire. This is fire. This is lit. All right, I'm clicking on things and it's messing up my my, my setup. So let me not experiment. We got the stretching Bob. The Meth and Ghosts, that classic neo-freestyle, because why? Why? I don't gotta tell y'all why. You already see it. You already feel it. It's warm. It's a nice day. Sorry to know everybody who are native New Yorkers are gonna be wildin' outside today. They're gonna be wilding this weekend. It's been like 85, almost 90 for the past couple days. And I did this yesterday. And for some reason the audio didn't save, so I'm doing this over, and it is fine to do it over because I have some good things that I needed y'all to hear. And it would have been stupid to not do it over because we all need to get aligned. We all need to hear what is gonna happen in the next couple days, including today. Today is Saturday, today is game one. So I am going to do a shorter version of what I did yesterday, but real quick, let me check FanDuel because the betting lines were in favor of the Cavs yesterday. They have the Cavs as the favorites for today's game, game one. But it looks like Julius Randle is going to play New York. Knicks fans knew Julius Randle was going to play anyway. So that didn't change. Did they add him to the prop bets? I wonder. Gius Randall still not added to the prop bets. Um, so let's—I mean, we here. I wasn't going to talk about it, but you might as well talk about it while I'm on the subject. But some player props, some player props. Let's go with the points. Donovan Mitchell, thirty points over under. He's going over. Donovan Mitchell goes off. He's been going off lately. He's going to go over 30. Darius Garland, 21 and a half. He might be right at 21. He might be. So I'm going under. Evan Mobley, 15 and a half under. Jared Allen, 12 and a half over. Jalen Brunson, 25 and a half over. Mitchell Robinson, seven and a half. He might be at like 6. So under. Grimes, over. 11 and a half, R.J. Barrett, 18 and a half. I ain't touching that because he might re- be right at 18. But we could have a great R.J. Barrett game. Emmanuel quickly, 15 and a half. I'm taking the over on that. Oh, Juice Reynolds way at the bottom. 23 and a half, 23 and a half. I'm going over. I'm going over. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Because today, with this truncated version of what I talked about yesterday. I'm going to talk about the matchups and I'm going to talk about the six keys to victory, the Knicks six. If they listen to me, they will win this series. I think the Knicks will win this series in six. My heart says five, but my head says six. I, I know Donovan Mitchell ain't no chump. He's going to come out and he's going to be aggressive. He's been playing aggressive lately before the playoffs anyway, and he's going to play against New York. He's going to play aggressive. That is for sure. So let's get right into the matchups. Let's get right into it because I want to get this done and I want to cut and edit this down so I can share this out before the game starts because, for some reason, Streamlabs continues to play me ever so often here and there. I still like Streamlabs, but come on. Like, I recorded a whole hour and I went to do some editing this morning which doesn't take me long. So I didn't listen to it back because I can hear myself in my headphones and there was no audio saved. So I did a test earlier today. Everything is good as normal. My second screen, I don't know if the mini HDMI cable is just fried because it won't turn on, but one of my personal things I was trying to do actually started working my iPad sidecar just magically started working after just never working. I think it's because I updated my iPad finally. So thank you technology for not saving my audio. I know. And thank you sports content creator gods for like messing with your boy and just throwing me off. I know, I know, I know, I know in the words of KD. Damn. But let's get into the matchups. We know Spider. We know Spider. Every Nick fan wanted Donovan Mitchell on this team. And without giving so much into the trade and the details and why it happened and why it didn't happen, we know Spider. We've watched them. We've watched them on Utah. We've watched them in Cleveland. We've watched him in the playoffs and we know, we know he goes a little bit harder in the playoffs and he's averaged 28 this year. He's averaged four rebounds this year. He's averaged four assists this year. And Darius Garland has averaged just under 22 points, three and eight this year, three rebounds, eight assists. So we know offensively what those two dudes can do. But the issue that myself and a few other people have had with Donovan Mitchell, especially adding him to this team, he's small. He's six, one, six, two. Yeah, he dunks. Yeah, he got hops, but he's small and he's not not reliable defensively. And We got some people that's reliable defensively and we got some guards that we can rely on defensively that where you can get into some of those metrics and stats. I'm not going to get into all of that, but I will get into some offensive stats and I'm going to feed some of those ideas into how we will see those matchups play a part. For, huh? So I'm I'm not waiting for much. I'm talking. But um, Spider and, and Darius Garland, they make up majority of the points for the Cats. That goes without saying. Like if you don't watch basketball, they are the engine for that team they make up about 50 points for that team who scores a little over 100 on average. So they make up about half of the points. And they create more because there's, I mean, between both of them, that's over 10 assists a game. You can expect. You can expect to them to play at least on average. But Donovan Mitchell, you know he's going to step up in the playoffs, which is why I picked the over on his prop bet. He's definitely going to go over 30. He might average 35 for this series. And that's not a knock on the ability for the Knicks to play defense against Donovan Mitchell. But it's just in his nature. He's a prolific scorer. He can shoot. He can mid. He can score in the paint. He's a three-level shot maker, shot creator, and shot scorer. He can do it. Three-level scorer for sure. He could put the ball in the hole. But... If it comes down to a scoring matchup and these two defensive teams just throw out defense and we're going to go shot for shot, score for score, and you're thinking the Knicks don't have the firepower to match up, then think again. Jalen Brunson has averaged 24 a game this year. And he averages six assists this year. So he can create for others for sure. And he shoots a little less than 42% from three. So he can knock down the three as well. And you know he likes to score in the paint. You know he can do that midi. He likes to dribble, do that step back spin midi. You see him do it in Dallas, and he's done it more effectively in New York. And now we look at the others to support Jalen Brunson in this guard matchup. Because it doesn't necessarily come from one person. The starting guard... Quentin Grimes. I think our starting guard should be Emmanuel quickly. But nevertheless, it doesn't matter who starts. It matters who contributes for all minutes of the game. And I'll give you a fun stat. Last five games, Quentin Grimes has averaged a little over 22 and a half points. About three rebounds. About three assists. About 45% from the three. 45% from three. Quentin Grimes. Emmanuel quickly, about 26 points, six boards, five assists. Those are all star level numbers coming from a person who just might be the sixth man of the year. So whether it comes off the bench, whether it comes from the starting line, our guards match up extremely well with the Cleveland Cavalier guards. And if one of our guards are off their game, we have other players to supplement. Josh Hart could plug into that guard position. Miles McBride is not there to score, but he's gonna play defense and he'll shoot. He has the confidence now to shoot, to not be passive. And this is playoff mode. You better not be passive. Quinn Grimes is 55% from the field in the past five games, in the past five games, and he's just about that level in the previous 10 games, so for all you people who like to talk about stats, I know this is not necessarily a stat podcast, I said that from the beginning, but it's the playoffs, and we have to have some reference tools, we need to have some numbers that will guide us throughout this series because I think this is going to be a long series that's going to go six games. So when it comes to the guards, yes, they have the edge with the stars. They have all-star guards. We don't, but our guards have the ability to put up all-star numbers and that's all that matters. It doesn't matter if you played in the all-star game. It matters In the playoffs, what can you produce? What level of production are you able to provide in the playoffs? Not to mention Grimes plus or minus was a plus 39 and IQ was a plus 52 in the past five. Where we've seen our young Knicks pretty much take over in every game that they've played. I think my mic is a little too high. Let me lower that. So that's the guard matchup. Another interesting matchup is, let me go to the bigs, Randall, OB Toppin, Mitchell Robinson against Evan Mobley and Jarrett Allen. I worry too much about Robin Lopez. I'm not worried too much about Hartenstein because those guys are going to come in and do the dirty work. We know those guys are going to come in and do the dirty work. And so is Mitchell Robinson, but we know Mitchell Robinson's is there for the defensive to be the defensive anchor. And so is Jared Allen. Jared Allen got a little bit more in his bag offensively. We know he can shoot the mid range. So can Mitchell on the low. But we know Jared Allen is gonna be called to take that shot if he has that um, that look available. But the key matchup that a lot of people are talking about, a lot of people are talking about Evan Mobley and Julius Randle. So I'll look at them separately, and I'll look at them versus each other. Or most, more so Julius Randle against Evan Mobley, because Evan Mobley is their best defender to me. He's very versatile. He can defend bigs. He can defend the wings. He's very versatile. But Evan Mobley by himself against the Knicks, it's not really expected to do much. He's about 6'10", 6'11". So you know he's going to grab rebounds. Sorry. So I'll give you a, a stat. Evan Mobley against the New York Knicks this season. His averages are 13-8 and about three and a half assists. That, he's going to grab rebounds. As a power forward that tall, I expect you to grab eight rebounds a game. I mean, Julius Randle gives you that at minimum at that height. When you have two small guards who are not really going to get rebounds over you and you don't have a lot of depth at that power forward and center position, he's going to eat up a lot of minutes. He's going to grab a lot of boards. He averages about 38 minutes against the Knicks. He plays a lot of minutes. So those numbers are going to be there to match. You know what he doesn't do? He doesn't shoot. You know how many threes he's made against the Knicks this season? Zero. What do you mean by that? Zero. He has shot zero percent from three against the Knicks this season. He doesn't even attempt many threes, which is why he's average zero. But if you don't shoot, you're not going to make it. And we don't expect Evan Mobley to shoot. So when people talk about this matchup of Evan Mobley on Julius Randle or Julius Randle on Evan Mobley, one thing you want to do when you play against Julius Randle is make him work on defense. And Evan Mobley doesn't have the bag to make Randle work on defense. So Randle is going to be challenged because Evan Mobley's not much of a threat for him to work hard defensively he's not going to shoot which is great for Julius Randle Julius Randle stronger than him 100% 100% but Evan Mobley has some low key strength to him and his strength is defense Julius Randle has averaged 23 10 and 5 against Evan Mobley this season Two of those games, he scored 15 and 18. So Julius Randle does get affected by the defense of Evan Mobley and the defense of the Cleveland Cavaliers. But I will say those two games were early in the season. And there's a key element to the early version of the Knicks and the current version of the Knicks that I'm going to touch on a little bit later when I get into those six keys to victory against the Cavs. The early version of the Knicks is different from the later version of the Knicks and the improved the later version of the Knicks in January. Julius Randle gave Cleveland and Evan Mobley or Evan Mobley 36 and 13. Shooting 52 from the field and 67% from three. So I'm not too worried about Evan Mobley's defense, especially when Julius Randle's offense is going to be much better because he doesn't have to play defense himself. So we win that matchup. Tell me what y'all think, but I think we win that matchup. And then when it comes to the bench, who they got on the bench to support Because we got Obi Toppin who been cooking in the last five, averaging 22, plus 34 from the fields, shooting 58% from the fields, 44% from three, 44% from three. With three boards and three assists. Now, I want Obi to get more boards. But he loves to just run the break and leak out. And you got Hartenstein and Mitch. Going to grab them boards. So, that's fine. Play within the flow. That's fine. And the playoffs is a different animal. So, when it comes to that bench. I'm not sure what the Cavs have. To match. Obi and Hartenstein. We know Robin Lopez is going to do the dirty work. He's going to set them screens, he's going to grab them boards, but he's slow. We had him. Once a Nick, always a Nick. We had him. We had him on the team. It's okay. But I don't, I know Danny Green not going to play big. I know that for sure. Ocaro's coming back from injury. Wade, he plays big sometimes, but I don't expect much. And I think our death is where it shines when it comes to these matchups. That's just me. I may be biased, but I provided information and stats. More information and stats than I typically do because I like to watch the games and I think we lean way too much into the stats and not the actual evidence that our eyes show and our eyes provide. We're gonna move right along because we're gonna get into the Knicks. I want you to put the word out there. Let me let my, let me let my sound bite ring off. You understand me? We're gonna let... We're back up. We're gonna let the league know in this series, let me rephrase and restate. We're gonna let the league know in this series how serious We are. Because I think a lot of people in the league are sleeping on the Knicks. And I think if the Knicks listen to me, I beg your pardon. If the Knicks listen to me, I beg your pardon. They will beat the Cavs at max six games. So here's the Knicks six, six things to look for in the playoff series against the Cavs. The home and away record. We know the home team has an advantage. When you play on your home floor, you got your rims, you got your home court, you got your travel, you got the same food, you got the same restaurant, you got your family, you got your friends, you got your home fans there to give you energy. And the Cavs are 31-10 and 10 at home. And the Knicks are 23-18 and 18 at home. The Cavs are way better at home than the Knicks. That's a fact. But the Knicks are way better than the Cavs on the road. The Knicks are 24 and 17 on the road. And the Cavs are 20 and 21 on the road. So that means the Knicks will play better no matter the floor that they're playing on. I hope so. The Cavs have a losing record on the road. And most of the Knicks' losses were Early in the season, since since January, the Knicks are 15 and 18. So I'm not really worried about the Cavs home record when the Knicks beat them three times and only lost once in the season series. So if that is an indicator for the playoff series and the Knicks are a bit more seasoned, have a bit more death than the Cavs outside of Donovan Mitchell. Regardless of that home and away record, I think New York wins, but they just steal one in Cleveland and they hold down the home floor in New York, just like they did in the regular season. Number two, team defense The Cavs are the number one defensive team in the NBA, which is why a lot of people have picked the Cavs to beat the Knicks, but they haven't been watching. They just look at the numbers and stats, but they ain't been watching. We could tell who has been watching and who hasn't. They have the number one defensive rating in the league. We know that. But the Knicks ain't too shabby on defense. The Knicks are number three in the league An opponent team shooting percentage, which means when you play the Knicks, the likelihood of you shooting a lower percentage than you are accustomed to is very high. Number three in the league. It's going to be a hard-fought battle defensively, 100%. We're not going to take anything away from the Cavs. Defense is defense. You have that dog mentality. You're going to show up every day with that dog mentality. Evan Mobley, Jared Allen. Robin Lopez, Donovan Mitchell, they some dogs. You know who's some dogs? Mitchell Robinson, Julius Randle, Emmanuel, Quig- quickly going to average at least two steals in this series. Watch me. Josh Hart brought that dog from Portland. R.J. Barrett got that dog from Canada. Canada. So don't sleep. All jokes aside, team defense is going to be the indicator Of who wins this series. In a playoff series. Defense and rebounding. Typically are the two indicators. Of who wins the series. And I think the Knicks have better. Matchups. And better team defense. In this specific matchup. Number three. Rebounding. Let's just say it. The Knicks are a better rebounding team than the Cavs. The Knicks are the fourth best rebounding team in the NBA, and the Cavs are the fifth worst. Mitchell Robinson grabbing 20 rebounds in the game this season. Oh, my God. He was special. The Cavs are the fifth worst with Evan Mobley and Jared Allen. Make that make sense. The Knicks have rebounding guards quickly Josh Hart are going to fight for the rebound if they're on the floor best believe Julius Randle every player on this Knicks team knows the importance of rebounding the Cavs can make as many shots as possible and they'll take a lot of shots which means they'll miss a lot of shots so you grab the rebounds and you win Grab the rebounds, you win. Rebounding makes you win games. Winning games will win you a series. Rebounding in this game will win this series. This team can definitely out-rebound the Cavs. Play to your strength, New York, and you'll win. Where am I? Number four. Number four, Knicks finishing. Knicks finishing around the rim paint scoring this is not our strength but it's not our weakness we're right in the middle the knicks are 15th in the league as far as points in the paint but in the last three games yes the end of the season they're seventh so we have shown that we can step up and we've treated the last couple games like they're playoff games so you see that improvement you see that growth game over game, week over week, you can expect continued growth. And we are coached to grow and keep playing hard and we need to and we better. So if, as long as we can finish in the paint, at our expectation, we're right right in the middle. And we've beaten the Cavs by being right in the middle in the paint. We can beat the Cavs in this series. We got to take Allen and Mobley out of their comfort zone. And finish in the paint. Randall was hurt. So you know he's going to try to get some early baskets to get himself going. And I expect that. With the playoff spot, we got to get paint scoring at a premium. Paint scoring is a priority. And number five in the Knicks six, shooting. We're not a great shooting team. (laughs) I'll tell you that. The Cavs will probably want New York to shoot all day and play to their strength of locking down the paint. But IQ can get hot, and Jalen Brunson shoots 41%, and Grimes can shoot, he has shot 38%, pardon me. And like I mentioned in the last five games, Quentin Grimes has shot 45%. Emmanuel Quickly has shot 46%. Obi Toppin has shot 44%. And Jalen Brunson against Donovan Mitchell in the playoffs has shot 60% in one game. And 33% in another. One game he just laid an egg. But that's fine. He scored 31. 42 and 41 against Donovan Mitchell. Sorry, 24 in 41 minutes against Donovan Mitchell. On the Mavs. When he had to defer to Luka or when Luka couldn't play. So you know Jalen Brunson is ready to take on that challenge and step up and you know, he's going to shoot the ball and you know that he can score outside of the paint. Julius Randle, like I mentioned earlier, 67% from three in the last game against the Cavs that he played in January. We can shoot the ball. We can win. That's all I'm saying. They think we can't shoot. We know. We can't shoot well. But we will keep shooting. Because this is the playoffs. And this is the matchup that benefits New York. This is the matchup that benefits New York. So shoot. Cash. Collect. The number six and final piece for the Knicks to secure the victory, if they listen to me, and I think that they do, team basketball. Who plays team basketball will win this series. The Cavs have a better record. So in theory, they have played team basketball. They have an all-star and all-NBA guy in spite of Donovan Mitchell. They have a former all-star in Darius Garland. They have Defensive Player of the Year candidate Evan Mobley. They have all-team defense Evan Mobley and possibly Jared Allen. Sure. But the Knicks got an all-star. They got all NBA guys. They got the sixth man of the year. They got potentially the most improved player of the year. They have a should-be all-star alongside Julius Randle in Jalen Brunson. All these individual accolades. You see where I'm going with this? It does not matter when it comes to team basketball. Throw all the theories and narratives out the window. When you look at team A and team B, who plays better as a team to you? To me, it's the Knicks. The Knicks play way better as a team. They support each other. They yell at each other. They fight for each other as much as they fight against the other team. And that's something that is important. There's a lot of passion and pride on this Knicks team. And they're not trying to lose in this first round. It doesn't matter the narrative of losing to the Cavs is a failure. Forget all that. They don't want to lose. And they play fun basketball together. So it doesn't matter if Donovan Mitchell could drop 45 or 50. Let him. Let him. Because we'll lock up whoever else you want to put in our way. It doesn't matter. That's the Knicks six. You listen to me and we back up. I want you to put the word out there. We will beat we the Cavs we back up in max six games. If you are a betting person, I would take the Knicks with the points today. Because I think it's gonna be a fight. I think it's gonna be a close game. And I think win or lose, the Knicks will cover the spread. Six points. Take that. Put five dollars on it. The props I gave you, but I don't know. I don't know, I don't know what some of those close uh, props. But hey, see y'all at six. Thanks for tapping in with the redo. I need some, I need some outro music. I need some outro, I don't got no outro music, man. Like a custom song, a custom song. I can't be continue to play music. That's not my music. That's not my music. But hold it down, New York. We're going to represent. It's a lot of energy out here with Knicks fans. A lot of energy out here. And we learned from a couple years ago. But imagine we beat the Cavs in the first round. And then we got a matchup that's in our favor Injuries happen or we just steal a game In the second round On somebody else's home floor Oh my god Oh my god but congratulations to the New York Knicks for getting to the playoffs When people thought you would be a 500 team This year You made a lot Of people eat dirt So congratulations And congratulations to all The Knicks fans Who've had to deal with a lot (laughs) of pain over the season and this year but let me wrap i might pop back on later for a watch along we're gonna watch this game and talk some trash but i seen some viewers in the chat y'all ain't writing nothing so i don't know if y'all was ghost viewers or 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 what but tap in appreciate it redo it's done for peace